Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome to Amplified. We are so excited to start 2018 with a visionary, Sam Nutello. He is such an impressive person. I really don't want to read the book of all the great things he's done, but I will say this. For over 20 years, Sam has run .com. Can you imagine owning a company, .com, and being able to see into the future and say, this is going to be the site that everyone's going to envy? So he owns .com Global Media, a five-star rated digital marketing agency based in New Jersey. With a client list, which includes Nike, Disney, the New York Yankees, and several other Fortune 500 companies, Sam has collaborated with some of the greatest marketing minds and highest performing digital teams in the world. So, Sam Nutello, we are so excited to have you on the show today for several reasons. One, the dynamic talent that you are. Secondly, that you solve world problems by helping people have an edge on their IT and their their SEO, and most importantly, the launch of Big Events USA. And I just want to comment on how humble you are because you didn't mention that you started Sam's Club, obviously, Sam, and then also Samsung. So why is that that some things you'll say that you did and other things you won't? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not sure how to respond to that. I, it's just it's pure humility, really. So I, I think uh, when I met you uh, a couple of years ago, I never would have imagined heading up to your house, hanging with you for a couple of days and, and seeing the brilliance and the work ethic you have. And I saw this monstrous to-do list you do every day. And yeah, I don't want to be you, Sam. But the brilliance of what you're doing, I looked at that to-do list and I said, that to-do list seems like it could keep a whole team busy. And you said, no, that's just my to-do list. So you, you accomplish a lot in a day. Yeah, it's it's quite a to-do list, and my wife is a task-driven uh, person. She's a driver, and uh, she just the, – the secret really is she won't let me get out of the seat until the list is completed, so I, I really don't have a choice. Well, why don't you give a shout-out to her for a couple reasons. One, she travels with you and really makes you look a lot better than you do, and uh, secondly, she is the, the brilliance behind the man that makes it happen, so go ahead and give a shout-out to Anna. Yeah, uh, so my wife, Anna, has uh, been working in this business with me for a number of years, and she is our project manager, Uh, but more importantly, she keeps uh, myself and the rest of the team in line, and that is no small feat, so she she wears a lot of hats, and they're they're tough hats to wear, and she uh, excels at all of them. Well, awesome. So it's great that you have that synergy, and you have a team that actually can deliver what you're proposing and the cutting edge ideas you're coming up with. So before the audience gets to be wowed by that and also the value you're going to give them on how they can have a better business and a better approach to their IT and the website, let's go back in time and tell me, tell the audience what it was like when you were growing up and what in your growing up caused you to be who you are today. Yeah, uh, well, I think like many people, I have a story, uh, you know, and uh, my story is, uh, it, it started pretty tough. My mother and father 
uh, were high school dropouts. Um, now my mother got uh, pregnant when she was 16, uh, had me. Um, they both uh, were uh, addicted to heroin. Uh, my father went to jail uh, for murder. <laughs> I mean, this is a pretty rough start. Um, we were homeless um, until the uh, I was six, uh, and uh, it was you know it wasn't looking good. I think I was an at-risk child to say the least. Uh, things got much better. My stepfather came uh, into our lives, and really, he was he was a saint, uh, just sent directly from God to kind of save us. But that being said, my mom. Uh, she had a tough life growing up and she didn't, you know, she didn't adapt maybe as well as, uh, she could have. And she was very abusive. Um, and I, I don't, I don't think she meant anything by it. It was just what she knew. And so I, I grew up, uh, in an abusive household. Um, and it was, it was just, it was tough. And I learned to, I learned a lot of valuable things though. Uh, I learned one to really consider my words uh, before I spoke because uh, I could, you know, you never knew if I was even slightly offbeat or if she didn't like my tone or the way I said something, uh, it was going to be a lot of trouble for me. So I'm, I've always, uh, I've taken that with me forward in life and I think uh, in a very positive way where I, uh, my, mo- my emotions are constantly in check and I'm just very careful about what I say and how I say it. And I, you know, I, I, think that that was a good thing. And of course, with such a tough start in life, it taught me to be a scrapper, uh, a fighter. Don't give up and, you know, just keep pushing forward always. And that follows me today. That's just ingrained in who I am. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, later in life, things, uh, things started to get better. I was, uh, I was a gifted athlete and I uh, was able to earn a college scholarship. Go, uh, I went to school for free. And I took off from there. I, I went on, I got my master's degree in informational systems, which is why I started uh, my business. I just thought it was the coolest thing ever that you could ha- you know, have all this hardcore programming and databases and all these uh, crazy languages, but they could potentially look so beautiful when you tie them to a website. And uh, the that integration of the programming on the one side, but then the super creativity on, on the other side, and then mix it in with marketing principles and business concepts. Uh, it was, it was just fascinating to me. And I fell in love with it as soon as I was introduced to it over 20 years ago. And I'm probably just as passionate today, maybe more passionate today than I was when I even started it. I, I, I intend to be doing this uh, right up until the day it's time for me to go home. Well, first of all, I didn't like your tone, and I didn't like the way you said your story. And so I now see why your mom got so pissed off at you. So that's mm-hmm. first and foremost. Have a big, big yeah. that. And the fact that you're laughing when I'm being serious is just I'm about to hang up, and we're killing this radio interview right now. I mean, that's how much I'm offended. Anyway, (laughs) Um, you know, you start off by saying everyone has a story. Yeah, everyone has a story, but that story is like a movie. And uh, I don't know if you've ever considered doing a book, but your book would show how no matter what your circumstances are, they don't define you. And you are right. What you have learned as a child about getting through tough times allows you to have that mentality of, winning and, and not quitting. So it, this was almost a gift in a way, not that you enjoyed it at the time, but 
It was almost a gift in giving you that cutting edge. Would you agree? Uh, I completely agree. I mean, I certainly would not wish uh, any of that on anyone because it's tough and maybe not everyone is as resilient and, you know, maybe not everyone would uh, would come out of it the way that I did. But uh, I, it, it is absolutely a gift uh, that I, I value. I'm Yeah, I completely value it. And I think it com- is everything to do with who I am today. Well, we have so much to talk about in an hour, and an hour sounds like a long time to talk, but with what I have scheduled today, I'll just say we're going to cut the other stories shorter, but I want the essence of the stories to still come through since I've heard a couple of them when I was at your house, and what a gorgeous house you have in in New Jersey. Um, The stories about Shorty, your experience wrestling, I thought by itself was a movie. (laughs) So um, (laughs) would would you share... One of your favorite stories about Shorty, uh, and just tell, tell tell the audience who Shorty is first of all. Yeah, Shorty. Uh, Shorty was my college wrestling coach. His name was Shorty Hitchcock, Floyd Hitchcock, actually. Uh, and Shorty is in the uh, United States Wrestling Hall of Fame uh, in a sport of tough guys. He was the toughest of the tough guys. He was known in that in, in that sport uh, as a tough guy. And he was a U.S. Olympian and a national champion and a world champion. And he was just phenomenal. But on top of being phenomenal, he was also kind of crazy. And he created a program at Millersville University where he attracted other wrestlers that were known for their toughness. And what happened was we got a room full of state champion wrestlers from all around the country, but the toughest of the tough. And, and how, did he, uh, he, how did he make sure that they were tough? You said something about a video he created to make sure that they understood what his, his uh, <laughs> yeah. mission was. Yeah. Yes, in college wrestling, when they're recruiting kids out of high school, uh, the big draw is who the coach is and what he has done. They they talk about the program and the facilities and all those sorts of things, but the focus is really more about who it is that you're going to be wrestling for in college. So uh, he put together a highlight video of who he was and what he's accomplished, uh, and there was a clip as uh, part of that video where he was wrestling a Cuban who had been a world champion for many, many years. Shorty had just uh, gotten out of college. He had just won a national championship, but he's, he's a young kid still. And uh, he's running up against this world champion Cuban who has just owned the world for years. And uh, it, it was on ABC Wide World of Sports was the footage of this uh, match. And at the very end of the match, Shorty ends up scoring a couple of uh, more points, a takedown at the end to kind of solidify the the match. The match is now just a few seconds away from being over. And the Cuban, not being used to losing, um, threw his head back into Shorty's face and hit him in the nose. And it was it was dirty. It was uncalled for. Well, Shorty reached down and pulled the ripped the guy's ear off of his head stood up and hit the gentleman in the back of his head with his own ear and walked off the mat, which is insane. What was possibly more insane is that 
they went to commercial, of course, and they came back, and the Cuban had his head taped up at this point uh, so that these two could finish their match. And uh, Shorty won the gold, and the Cuban won the silver. And Shorty thought that of all the clips that he could show the potential high school wrestlers who they were going to wrestle for, that this clip most represented what he wanted them to know about him. So just think about that. And, and by the way, it does make me wonder now as a, as a 47 year old man, what the heck I was thinking about as a, as a, as a 19 year old going there. But that's, yeah, that's, that's just one of many shorty stories. Well, and just to conclude, uh, this toughness dash, non break, unbreakability and no quit mentality, you finished your college with almost an impeccable win record, and you did whatever it took, no matter whether you were injured, whatever. Yeah, yes. Uh, you know, I have a different outlet for it now. I am equally uh, competitive um, with really myself, honestly, uh, and equally committed, and all those values that it takes to be a great college wrestler. Uh, all of those have been redirected into uh, into my business. It's and so all those same things, all that tenacity and hard work and dedication uh, is still there. It just has a different outlet. So what what set you apart from so many other tech companies is you run your company with heart, and I see based on your house and also your offices that you have lots of quotes and slogans that are really related to living a life you can be proud of, living a life that is more Christian-based, and um, serving, serving the people you work for. So I, I want to compliment you first from the show because I have never heard anyone who's worked with you say that it wasn't a fantastic experience. And you work with some of the big, big uh, accounts, and the only way you get them is that they check you out and you come out legit. So how did you create that? Uh, you know, I, I just created a company that was consistent with the person that I am, the person I was raised to be and what I wanted uh, it to be. You know, this is, this is my baby, my legacy. This was my creation. Um, and I just wanted it to always reflect what I believe and who I am. And, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a Christian man. I, I am uh, very uh, devoutly Christian. And so the way you treat people and the way you uh, conduct yourself with honor, honesty, and integrity uh, has to carry through in business. And because it, business or not, the the person on the other side of the phone or on the other side of the desk for me when we're talking, that's a human being. And they have their own sets of hopes and dreams. And, you know, I, I'm aware as a business owner myself how difficult that can be. I know that some folks, uh, their kid may or may not be able to go to the college of their dreams one day based in part on how good of a job I, I do helping their father or mother, you know, make money through their business. I mean, it's, it's, it's people, it's the way you treat people, it's real lives. So yes, we deliver websites. Yes, we do SEO and digital marketing and all kinds of different things. Those are the things that we do, but the people we serve are what's most important. 
Well, I, I want to commend you because most of the people that are listening may not have had conversations with you at locations like CEO Space, Digital Footprint, and all these amazing events that you attend. But when I first met you, I was kind of caught off guard because I came up to you, extended my hand. I said, I'm Ken Rashawn with the Umbrella Syndicate. And you said, I'm samnutello.com. And you said, nice to meet you.com. And I said, um, nice to meet you too. And you said, uh, so tell me what you do.com. And I was like, this is really crazy because you had .com to every single question and sentence. And to really experience you in this conversation, you've really, you've changed. <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, it, I guess it depends on the, on the environment you're in and, and the energy you're getting. Um, you are, uh, you know, you just, you have such a light about yourself and you are so obviously both a serious businessman, but also a very lighthearted, fun guy that, um, yeah, the, the, the throwing the dot com at the end of it, uh, just, it just seemed consistent with, with what I was reading off of you at the time, just to be silly and have some fun. Well, let's talk about your .com advice that you would give our audience so that they can think about some of the things that they may be doing that they can correct. So give like, let's go with three easy things most people do incorrectly with their website that is hurting their income and their conversion. Hmm. Well, uh, I would like to start off by answering a simple question with a simple answer, but if you would allow me just a little bit of latitude, because this to me is, is the fundamental issue here. Um, there's so many mistakes that I see that are made, and there's so many things that could fix these, uh, these mistakes, and I can certainly pinpoint uh, some of the top ones, but I could group almost every problem that I see um, whether it's with a website, social media channels, sales funnels, whatever it is, their Google rankings, anything else that they're doing online, I can kind of group all of that, all the problems they're having into a single kind of comprehensive root cause of the problem. And if the business owners just simply address this one single item, they would fix just about everything regardless of what that thing is. So did I build that up enough? Because I've got one. And here it is. Most (laughs) Most business owners are relying way too much on their web designers to make quality business decisions that they're not qualified to make. Um, I just read a study actually, uh, uh, that, and I I want you to hear this and I hope your listeners are really paying attention because this is frightening to me. Um, 99.7%, like that's almost a hundred percent, 99.7% of the people who are touching your website in some meaningful way. So I'm talking about a web designer, a web developer, a graphic artist, social media people, content writers, all these people that, that touch your website, 99.7% of them have never run a brick and mortar business that has had at least five total employees. Think about that. Basically, everybody who is touching your website has never run a real business. And yet, most business owners look to these people 
for advice. Now, you many business owners think that they're asking them for advice about the website, advice about an email, advice about a sales right. funnel. But the website is a tool of the business. The sales funnel is a tool that has to serve the business. If the people that are giving you advice and doing the work don't fundamentally understand what it means to run a business, how can they give you good advice on a website that's supposed to help your business? So my single biggest piece of advice that I could give to anyone is upgrade the people that you are working with to use only true experts that understand not only web and social media and all those things, but also understand business. Okay, so if I was to go to a site um, that's called neverworkedabusiness.com and I got all these IT people, those are the ones I stay away from, where do I find the point zero three that have this aptitude and is my team? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I, I am not re- sharing this information for the sole purpose of, of tooting our horn here at .com, but we do meet that criteria uh, in spades. We, we've run our own business, large brick-and-mortar, large team for a long time. But there are others that are out there, and they tend to be fairly easy to identify. Uh, they are typically the top agency in the region. You know, so wh- wherever you live, if you are in, you know, Maryland, uh, you know, there's probably one or two or three top agencies in that region. And if they're a top agency, they are probably running a brick and mortar operation to have a number of people. And, you know, the, and those folks understand business. Now, there's another problem you can run into where if the agency's too large, then the gentleman who's running the company you know, he may have been the salesperson that sold you in the first place, but then they may, if they're very large, they may hand you off to some sort of junior designer. And then again, the junior designer, who's the one who's actually working on your website, he doesn't understand business. So you're right back to the same problem. Um, I find that agencies that have somewhere around between eight and 20 people is the exact right size of an agency to be able to help most businesses. Okay, so just the awareness and maybe not the ability to correct is knowing that you're dealing with people that do not actually have the answers. That's that's an important take-home point for that. And Definitely. other parts that I've heard, and I am by no means an expert, is that having your website completely a different and simple experience, i.e., the second they get to the site, they go, wow, these people know what they're doing, i.e., they're they're implementing social proof techniques that they are crushing it or number one in their industry. Is that a thing that's missing on a lot of sites? Yeah. So social proof, very important. Uh, we, we like to use what we call layered social proof. So one level of social proof are the testimonials or ratings that you are getting from the people that you serve directly, your customers or clients. And they're very important. And a second layer of social proof are our company logos and those types of uh, credentialing icons. You know, these are the companies we work with or these are the uh, 
industry awards that we've won or any any of those kinds of badges. So that's a second layer of social proof. And I believe very strongly that every site should have both of those social proof layers right away on the front page. So we're going to skip ahead to what I'm most excited about in having you on the show, which is the launch of a site, the launch of a dream, the launch of a big solution, and actually the launch of a mechanism for people to expedite their relationships and have the kind of success they want to have when they're spending their time and their money to go to events. So we have an, uh, a site, BigEventsUSA.com, and fortunately, it doesn't take much to explain what it does. It tells you about big events in the United States of America, and it gives you access to them. It gives you the ability to search and plan your calendar. So I shared this with you, and you said this was a very unique vision that you wanted to be part of this project, but what was it that made it so unique as you deal with some of the biggest and best clients in the world? Uh, yeah, it, um, you, as you described your vision, uh, what you saw in this project, what you wanted it to become, you, and I also was aware of your history and, and your experience. Um, it just, it spoke truth to me. I recognized it instantly as truth that what you were saying, that there is a need, an incredible need for this exact type of site that delivers only the top events that, that are, you know, you, this site, this company, you know, really kind of weed through and vet and get on and really save people time and money and effort so that they don't end up at, at poor events. Like, and because we all we're limited by time and money. Right. And so we serve the, uh, these people properly by giving them only the top events. We give them a single location that they could go to find all these top events. It's just, it's a beautiful concept from that side. And then of course, uh, uh, the people that have, that are putting on these events, they need to put butts in seats and fill their event. And so this really becomes an Uber to bring those two groups together, the people who who want to put on events and together with the people who want to attend events. And if they're both operating only at the highest level, then you're serving a great group. And as you were explaining that to me, it was just beautiful. And then as you ran through the numbers and you really knew your numbers and you really had a plan of how this would be executed um, and, and you know, what phase one would look like, what phase two might look like. Uh, it was clear to me that this was, this was not an idea. This was, this was a real thing. It may not be on the web yet. It may not be a, a true working business model yet at that time that you had told me about this, but it was real. And, uh, and, your passion for it and your knowledge about the industry and the needs that were there, just it was truth. Well, when you're dealing with a, a top 1% type of product or service, there's a commitment level. And when I saw that you were playing and working at that level, I felt very comfortable not only having a conversation, but that you would deliver that for the people that went to the site. And everyone knows the 80-20 rule. I should say most people know the 80-20 rule that 20% of your clients give you 80% of your uh, revenue and 20% of your clients give you 80% of your headaches. So you got to pick how you want to play with your clients. Well, there's a 90-10 rule and there's a 99-1 rule. So if you think about how your time spent, if you went to one 1% event a month, 
you don't need to go to 20 events that are just all over this place that are taking your time up that the follow-ups don't matter. If you're going to a 1% event, there's several things that are true. One, the people there are committed to shaping the world. They're committed to abundance. They're committed to action. And they are typically very collaborative because to get abundance, true abundance, you are a team player typically. And then the knowledge and the experience, uh, I always told people when I had a DJ company, it was very easy to charge $2,000, which was $1,000 more than the other 350 companies, because with that extra 1000 I could have the best equipment, the best talent, the best service, and so I kept getting my extra 1000 So people don't care about what they're spending at a number one percent event if the value and the results they get from that event exceeded like a 10x factor or a 100x factor. And when you talked earlier about the 99.7 that hadn't had a brick and mortar, obviously the .03, or the .3, I'm sorry, um, are worth their weight in gold because no matter what they charge, they're going to give you expertise advice that if you were paying two times, 10 times what they're charging, they're going to give you solutions that don't hold you back in time. And time is a, is a finite resource that we have, no matter how you cut it. What, what were some of the obstacles you had in creating this site? I know it's, it's still in process. I love the fact that you were able to see it as a non-stress, deliver it, so it, it actually makes the world better and improve it as we go. Well, yeah, uh, we, <laughs> the, I don't know that there have been a tremendous number of, of obstacles that are uncommon. Uh, I don't see, um, anything too crazy here from a technology standpoint. Um, but it's, it's awesome in its, in its mission. And for that reason, uh, I have really taken just not, you know, and I always take a, a, a super high level of care, but, but I know that we are going to amplify greatness through this site. I know that we are going to do so much good for the world by taking people that truly want to operate at this 1%, but maybe haven't been operating at the 1% because they weren't always even aware of the, of where to go and who to talk to and what to do. And so, you know, we're going to be able to bring these top 1% events to people that are hungry for it. And I mean, I just think that's an awesome responsibility to make sure that happens. I want to do it to the absolute highest level that we possibly can. And uh, so the challenge for me has been to, to create this in such a way that the greatness of this, of, of this concept and idea is matched by the greatness of the technology that's going to have to deliver that. And, you know, there, there's a lot of pressure there, and, and that's been my biggest challenge. So we should tell our audience, and I'll, I'll do that part, but then you can perhaps interject after I'm done some of the technological solutions or the scalability solutions that you had to think of. So first of all, Sam listened to me for roughly 45 minutes of me just downloading this vision and concept. And I was aware he wasn't talking, but what I was really aware of, I was clear on several weeks later, is he was taking notes and he did a lot of research because the amount of data and conceptual questions and research he did to make sure this is a viable uh, site and a viable business just blew me away. And so the three things that I told Sam I'd like to address are three problems that almost every event has, but the top 1% events or the ones that want to be a top 1% are going through almost the 
I do this event, now i got to start all over again and go through this horrible experience of trying to promote it all over again. And they're missing the social proof, they're missing the money, they're missing the sponsorship. So I said to Sam, if we can get more people to go to their events, their events will have more dollars at the event, more client acquisition of like-minded, like-hearted people. If we are able to take the money we make from the ticket sales and uh, take a portion of that and hire talent, i.e. photographers, social media people, to help really broadcast the event as a top 1% experience, collect reviews, get photos, and, and have those photos available on the site for purchase, that the social proof is there, the social media plan is there, the marketing plan is there, and the talent is there to really build their brand, build their their event. And so the third one is when you have those things in place, great ticket sales, great talent, and great revenue, then you can attract sponsors because they see the numbers and they say, okay, you're a winner. I want to be associated with a winner. And you start getting really big names that will buy your sponsor packages. So there's no one that loses when you're playing at a 1% level and you're maximizing it with technology and you're maximizing with talent. So based on that, share some of the things that you thought about and, and how you thought a scalable site would work to address some of those. Yeah, well, I'm not going to bore the audience with uh, with the way we structured the database uh, and the data system because uh, there's only a very small number of us in this world that get excited about that sort of thing. But that's really where it had to start. We had to we had to look at the way that we're handling the raw data in the first place because if you're if we're not handling all the data properly, eventually we're going to run into uh, big problems. So, um, you know, it's not sexy to talk about. It's not really uh, fun to listen to, but the way we structured the data uh, and how we're handling the data was really everything. And of course, you know, other kind of not so exciting IT uh, types of things, quality of server and all that sort of stuff. Uh, we just had to make sure that we have a a scale a scalable solution and a forward scaling plan uh, that we know what to do and when to do it. So, you know, you have those kinds of things, but in order for any of that to matter, we have to make it attractive. We have to make it usable. So a quality user interface that, um, you know, that people enjoy and that provides them the types of tools that they want to and need to be armed with uh, is, is critically important. And then the communication system is, to me, possibly the unsung hero of the whole system. When, when someone uh, enters our system, let's say a conference attendee um, either signs up for an event or is interested in more information about an event or whatever, however they enter our system, you know, we have to serve them in an appropriate way where, you know, we get them relevant information that they're going to care about and then make sure that we continue to communicate with them again in an appropriate way so that we arm them with other pieces of information that would be helpful to them, another event that's related to the first event that they went to or, or you know, wh- whatever that might mean. There are offers and, and all kinds of benefits to be arming the right people with the right information at the right time. And that's a, that's a big challenge of ours, and that's, uh, you know, that's the unsung hero of this whole system is to develop that and make sure that that happens. 
Well, that, that was a great answer, uh, Sam, because I did not want you to go into the details of the programming, but you did exactly what I was hoping, which is to share the scare of if you don't do it right and it's not scalable, you basically have a broken future site and a broken future business. So you have to start all over again. So that was the main point I wanted to say. And it was funny when I first came, I, I drove a couple hours up to see you at your office and your wife says, so tell us, you know, kind of what you want the site to look like. She's got her notepad ready and she's about to take notes. And I said, well, I want the site to be very simple and very clean. And she was like, okay, we don't do those type of sites. We, we only do complicated and very mucky sites. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm at the wrong place. I spent two and a half hours driving all the way up here and they only do mucky and very difficult sites to use. And then I saw her smirk and I knew she was joking. So it was awesome. It was, it was a big relief on my side, but I, I know that you guys get that response all the time. So I actually played into that because it was just too much fun. Um, the other thing I want to say about your 99.7 and you as a partner in Big Events USA and you actually as a partner for all the, the people that come to the site and need help is that you understand that marketing is almost everything after the site's built or after the business is built because if no one knows about the site, then no one's going to go to it. If no one knows about the business, they're not going to go to it. So <clears throat> your marketing background is exceptional. When we talked about the 1% experience. I remember having a one and a percentage sign behind it and then saying like playing at the top 1% and all that stuff. And you said, no, just, just keep it simple, Ken. Just 1%. Anyone that is playing at 1%, you don't need to rate that they're playing or they're working at 1% or they want to be in the 1%. They just have that mentality. And that really shifted and made the slogan and the branding uh, campaign so much easier to address. You don't have to explain anything. Just like you don't have to explain anything about Big Events USA. It's just, it's done. What is Big Events USA? <laughs> it's the site you go to to find out where big events are. Yeah, I, I, I find that, uh, and look, this this is not special to me in any way. I, I think that there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of folks out there that understand that simplicity is, is where you need to live. Uh, we... Again, as business owners or partners, you know, we see the complexities, we see the beauty. And, and by the way, I, I, there is beauty in the way you conceived this thing. It's, it's, it really is a beautiful business model uh, because it addresses such an amazing need in such an elegant way. But it, you and other folks that have created awesome things, sometimes you're paralyzed by the beauty of the complexity, the beauty of the inner relationships and the inner workings between these pieces, because that's really where, where it is beautiful is that it's, it's great on the simple level, but the further you dig, the better it gets. And so the message can get muddied so easily. So it takes a, it takes a really simple thinker like me, you know, somebody who, who uh, isn't as invested at that point in it and can just see and like, you know, how do we simplify that message down to its bare bones, just core essence. And in so doing, are we still getting the message across? I, I one of my favorite quotes ever, uh, and I use it all the time was a quote that was attributed to Albert Einstein. I assume he actually said it, but it yeah. is make things as simple as possible, but no simpler. And I, I yes, that. another version is if you can't, Explain it simply. You don't understand it well enough. 
<laughs> right, exactly. And both of them are actually attributed to Einstein. And I was about to say it, so I find it funny that we're, on the, we're in sync on that concept. So that's awesome. So yeah. let's, uh, let's cycle back to people that are starting their year uh, in 20, they're in their year and they need to make some changes. You've given some great website advice. Let's talk about the, the business acumen. Like you go to events and you're picky about what events you go to. You're picky about what books you read and you love to read. So do you have some events that you'd recommend people go to? Do I have events I recommend people go to? Yes. I, I do. I mean, I personally, I, I want to, I think I'd like to give a shout out at, uh, right here at this moment to an event called CEO Space. Um, perhaps some of your audience, uh, I'm sure some of your audience is familiar with CEO Space. Maybe mm-hmm. others are not, but you and I are here today talking together because of CEO Space. That's where we originally met. And, uh, you know that so CEO space is near and dear to my heart, and I'm sure you can expand uh, to the audience if you think it's appropriate uh, about what that organization is about. But I, I love CEO space; I think it's fantastic. There are several uh, there are several great uh, uh, events out there. I honestly um, believe you would be able to speak to that issue much better than I would, simply because I'm such a geek that I tend to gravitate towards geeky types of, of niche events where I get to learn how to do, you know, database stuff better and, you know, okay, so code. I'm, yeah. I'm glad you answered it that way, Sam, because I was curious what your answer would be. Uh, it was kind of an unpredictable question and answer. So here we go. I think on the, when you go to uh, the video stores back in the day, Blockbuster or whatever, you would see employee picks. And the employee that you related to the most, you said, that's the employee I'm going to follow on what movies I'm going to pick from here on out. So it'd be so cool on our site if it says Ken's pick or Sam's pick or whoever we find that is really uh, an aficionado of the best top 1% event space. And they're picking the events knowing that they had the experience and knowing that people that are like them would enjoy the experience, which is your Amazon um, upgrade selling tool of, hey, if you're looking at this, other people like you bought this. Mm. Right? Yes. The other thing I want to say about CEO space is CEO space is it's meant for entrepreneurs and it's meant to teach you the fundamentals of overcoming the e-myth by having the right team, the right knowledge, the right capital raises, and the right funding and cash flows so that you can actually survive the toughest years, which are the beginning years. Most people go to that event and they get overwhelmed or they don't feel like they applied it and possibly they ran out of money to apply things. And so they don't come back because they think they're out of integrity or something like that. But the, 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 the returns are low. And I've seen you at CEO Space so many times. You've seen me at CEO Space so many times. And what happens is those are the long-distance runners. Those are the people that if you see someone over and over again, there's something they're doing right because they're staying, they're staying in the business, they're staying in the conversation. So I, I will emphasize that anyone that goes to an event, don't go to a one-and-done experience. Go a second time to get to know the people there more. Go the first time to get the experience, get the, uh, the footing, as it were, to how to play in that, in that space. But I would really recommend that if you enjoy the experience, go three times and you'll see you'll do more in that third experience than you did in the first two by probably, I don't know, five or 10 times more. And that's what happened for Sam and myself. Every time we 
bumped in each other, we said, you know what, it's about time we start working together. And I, I think it was probably way too many times we kept bumping into each other. But that's the point is that you just keep going until you get what uh, you need out of that experience. Well, the wonderful thing about events, great events, top 1% events and otherwise, is, is that there are multiple layers of benefit, right? The folks that are, that are teaching and, and speaking from the stage are, are knowledgeable and can be amazingly helpful in the information that they're relaying to you. That's one layer. A second layer is the people that are attending the event itself and the relationships that you build there. And you can't build a quality, deep relationship on the first visit, the first time you have met. Even if it's like CEO spaces several days, it's really almost a week, four or five days. Um, And you could get to know somebody, but you haven't built a relationship yet. So when you come back the second time, you know, now you're familiar you know, before you were a stranger, now you're familiar. You come back the third time, now you've kind of crossed over into friend status. I was, ex- I was expecting I might see you. I was hoping I might see you. Now all of a sudden I greet you by name with a hug as to where last time it might have been a handshake. Hey, it was good. it's good to see you again. And, you know, you will do more for friends than you will for acquaintances. You will put yourself out there and open up your Rolodex and share, you know, spill your knowledge uh, and all those sorts of things with friends way more than you ever would for an acquaintance. So uh, I believe that three begins the magic number. Anything past three just solidifies and establishes that you're making potentially valuable lifelong friendships. And that value might be in business. It might be personal. It might be both. But I agree 100% with you that that repeat returns to those types of events is really where that extra layer of value gets supercharged. Well, you know, when you were saying that, I was thinking of a way to um, put that into a book if I was to do it. And it's like your first experience is more of a listen, learn, uh, and serve. Like, don't ask and don't have your hand out. Just take everything in. The second time, it's really connect and serve at a deeper level. And as you said, the third time, I think you're a player, you're showing you're serious, and you can actually start probably doing business or, or pitching yourself on a low level of what you can do to solve their problems. And I think the fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh is where the degree of uh, third-party endorsements is like a power play. For instance, Sam, you know me so well at this point. If you come up and you say, I want you to meet this person here, you guys will have a phenomenal conversation. I think you guys can do some really amazing stuff together. You expedited what would never happen in a first or second or even possibly a third experience at an event. Yeah, uh, that that is absolutely true. I I couldn't agree more. That is a, that is such a great value of building those types of relationships and and finding who you can trust to to have that sort of relationship with. Right? You mm-hmm. I after after you and I have spent that sort of time together. I mean, I know that I can anyone I march over to you is going to be taken care of. Uh, you know, like their like their family, and that's important to me because obviously my reputation. Um, is is on the line and and my credit you know, everything everything's on the line my integrity is on the line if I try to refer to somebody and I don't really know that they can follow through but that that's where a lot of that value comes in is those repeat visits we get to know each other and then there it is.
So I'm going to, uh, I didn't prep you for this, so please understand it's not that hard. It's called rapid fire. It's how fast I can ask a question, how quick you can answer the question. So we can get as many questions I didn't get to in the, in the hour because our hour is almost up, Sam. Okay. We are, we're getting close. We probably have three to five minutes. So, okay. Are you ready? I, I believe I am. What two business books changed your life? Ooh, what two business books changed my life? Blue Ocean Strategies and Cre- uh, Creativity, Inc. by Ed Catmull, the CEO of Pixar. That's awesome. I love those two books. And Big Events USA is going to put top 1% books for top 1% people. So we had just talked about that previously. So that's an exciting part about these Amplified shows. We're going to pull all these books out and see which ones deserve to be on the site. Uh, number two. Uh, what's a quote you live by? Uh, to quote from the Bible, it's very simple but powerful, and it simply says, be still and know that I am God. And it just reminds me to slow down and always remember that nothing is bigger than God, and he's got it. No matter what, he's got it. And you are a parent, a dad? I am. I have. I have two stepchildren. I have a daughter who is eighteen and just graduated high school uh, last year, and a son who is fifteen and he is a freshman in high school. And if you want, you can give a shout out with their first names if you'd like. Your choice. Uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. And you can tell them that you love them. You can tell them you love them. I mean, that's what Amplified's for: amplifying love. So, if you'd like them to hear you say something to them on air, go for it. I got it. Well, that's uh, Amanda and Colin uh, are are their names, and they both know very well that I can't I can't talk about them without also talking about our two awesome doggies who we love, <laughs> Muggins, Muggins and Pixel. So I I'm kind of a daddy to four. Cool. And what are you most proud of, Sam? You know what. I- I uh, what I am most proud of is kind of an offbeat answer. This past summer, my wife and I had we put on this event as kind of a housewarming. We had just moved into this new home and we're very happy and proud of the home and and it allowed us to entertain in ways that our previous home had never allowed. So I invited uh, I invited my you know my closest friends and actually some an eclectic group of people who had been important in my life for different reasons and my clients. Uh, I invited all these people over uh, for a wonderful party. And at one point I looked around and I saw my wife who was just awesome. And I saw the kids there awesome. And the doggies were awesome. But I looked at the quality of people that were there that had taken time out of their lives to come spend that time with me. And their their accomplishments as business people and things that they had done out in this world are was amazing as i looked around but the quality of human beings and the and the hearts that they had was astounding and i just sat back and i thought you know if these are the type of people that are in my life i am just so proud i just i must have done something right in this in this life and and really that that is one of the proudest moments that i have had in my entire life well, I'm glad I said um, a quick answer because I couldn't even imagine if that had been a long answer. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I forgot this was rapid fire. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> I, I forgive you, and you are an awesome person, and this, that, that type of accolade to what you've created in your life is well-deserved. So um, what are, I understand rumors are out and about, if you really check social media, Facebook, Twitter, that you are in the process of writing a book. Yes, I, I, now, I am yep, writing my yes or no. first book. Yes, yes, I'm writing my first book. <laughs> and do you have a title yet? Uh, I, right now, it is um, the digital blueprint, but that's open for change. I would like it to be digitalblueprint.com. I mean, that's just me throwing my two cents in. I, I, I like it. I like it. All right, Sam. So how, how can people learn about you, follow you, connect with you, and have you solve their problems? IT and social media and SEO problems, which we did not go into SEO, but go ahead. Okay. Right. True. Well, um, you, my, our company website is dot com global dot com. So it's all spelled out D O T C O M global com, or just look me up on Google, Sam Natello, N A T E L L O, and you'll find me plastered all over the place because I am an SEO guy, so I am everywhere. Well, Sam, it has been a pleasure having you on Amplified. You are an awesome human being, and I am so proud to have you as a partner of Big Events USA. I see just a really cool life experience happening because it's not just about the business. It's about solving world problems and it's also about loving what you do. So I will forget that I'm working when I'm working with you because you're a joy to work with. So you have been amplified. I am so proud of you. God bless you. And I look forward to the things we're going to create this year. All right. Me too, Ken. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Have a good week. We'll see you next week. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashad again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard. Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash the Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page.